Welcome to the Middle East Update with Amir Sarfati. Amir discusses the latest news from Israel and the region through the lens of biblical prophecy. The original video versions can be found on Behold Israel's YouTube and Facebook channels. To make it convenient, we've converted them to audio format to keep up with your busy schedule. Be sure to also subscribe to Amir Sarfati on Telegram for daily updates from the Middle East. Amir's Middle East updates are based on the latest and most reliable sources, so you know you're getting the most accurate news. Now, on to the update. Shalom and good evening, ladies and gentlemen from Galilee, from Israel. I'm Amir Tsarfati, and I want to welcome you to this special Q&A session with Pastor Barry Stagner. I want to invite Pastor Barry uh, from Southern California. Shalom, Pastor Barry. How are you? Shalom, Amir. I'm doing well. Good to see good. you. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, and Pastor Mike Golay from Minnesota. From uh, Hi, Mike. How are you? Shalom to you guys. It's good to see you. Shalom, good to Mike. see you. Wonderful. So, uh, gentlemen, um, this is a, a week-long war already. And the reason why we're here is because a lot of people are finding it hard to connect the dots um, when it comes to current events, the Word of God, and uh, the role of Christians today in light of these events. So, and this is not just a newscast. We're not just giving news uh, for, for news only. I'm sure you have a lot of other venues, but this is a way for us to equip you with not only facts, but also biblical truth and also help you understand the situation in a much better way because there's a lot of garbage and a lot of fake news and a lot of conspiracy theories that are as far from the truth as the east from the west and it's it's sad to to me that so many christians choose to fall into that and uh, they don't uh, see clearly what is going on so this is not about uh, you know the time for for me to talk or for pastor barry to talk or for uh, pastor mike to talk we want to answer your questions and so as we start now, I would like to ask Pastor Barry if you can start with a prayer. And then, Pastor Mike, you're going to moderate this thing. You get, you get the questions uh, selected from, from the forum, um, and uh, we'll try to answer as many as we can throughout this hour. So, Pastor Barry, please. Father, we are grateful that you have given us your word, and therefore uh, we know how this is going to wind up, at least in the long term. And Lord, I pray that you would... Uh, Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying and that we, from your word, would find a way to navigate through these perilous times. And we thank mm. you uh, that you have given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So, Lord, would you uh, speak to our hearts now and guide and direct our time. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Amen. before we go to the first question, I would like you just to know that, uh, if you, you know, last night, for me last night, um, the um, the largest nuclear power plant um, in Europe, which is in Ukraine, in uh, uh, the southern southeastern part of Ukraine, that uh, came uh, in the crossfire between the Russians who tried to take over this whole compound and the um, Ukrainian troops that were controlling it. Eventually, the Ukrainian troops had to retreat because they lost soldiers. They had quite a few wounded people. 
but the building of the administrative uh, management uh, was uh, caught fire. And this is not the nuclear reactors themselves. It's a building of the administrative management there. Um, and uh, of course, um, you know, every side was using this incident either to scare the world or to say nothing happened. But in a sense, something happened, but it's not as as bad as it was described. But um, we, more than ever before, are close to a nuclear um, exchange, uh, something that I believe uh, scripturally, uh, you know, we can find it there, especially when we look at the description from Zechariah about how people die uh, in, in a war. Now, I do want you to know that um, <clears throat> President Putin uh, made all of his nuclear arsenal on the highest alert. We hear um, that the Belarus voted in a referendum. They voted to allow um, foreign countries' um, weapon in their on their soil. And basically what they said is, Moscow, you can put your nuclear weapon also on our soil. So the Ukraine is basically surrounded from two or three sides with nuclear capability of the Russians. And, but it's not only in Ukraine, it's, it's the whole continent of Europe. Now, let me also tell you that so far, apart from sending love, kisses, and some weapons, uh, NATO, America in particular, and, and the rest of the world, uh, pledged not to help the Ukraine with soldiers or uh, uh, planes or, or boots on the ground. And therefore, what we need to understand as we move forward is Ukraine is on the ground. Ukraine is all by itself against a, 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 a Russian military that is at least three times bigger. Uh, so you have to understand with all the stuff that is being told you about, you know, the Ukrainians, uh, they're gaining, uh, you know, they're, they keep their grounds, they hold their ground, they're strong, they'll 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 have a victory. Look, uh, I don't want to give you any uh, illusion. Um, the, the situation on the ground is different. Um, and we will put this map on the screen right now, just so you understand, a map that uh, gives you an understanding of the uh, country and where we are on this eighth day of the war. So as you can clearly see, uh, the light blue Territories are their territories that the Russians took um, in 2014 during the revolution in the Ukraine when the pro-Russian president was toppled and Russia immediately took Crimea and, of course, Donetsk and Luhansk. Uh, part of them became an area that is uh, under Russian control uh, by the separatists that live there. Ever since... Um, the 24th of February, um, we started seeing Russian invasion, although they don't like us to say that. They say there is no invasion. Uh, it's just a, a, a limited military operation. But take a look at what we see. The Russians are moving from the south, from C Crimea, which is most of the action right now. And they are out there to take over the port city uh, of um, Mariupol 
and Odessa. These are two big cities there. And they want to divide Ukraine. Everything east of the Dnieper, they want to completely uh, call it, uh, you know, area that is under Russian control. And uh, of course, eventually Putin wants to arrive in Kiev and replace the government. And that is what we see in the very top. The arrows in the top, <coughs> sorry, this is the slow military advance towards Kiev. Last thing I want you to know, if the Russians have great gains in the south, in the north, they don't, which is not a good thing for the uh, Ukrainians, because when Putin cannot advance on foot and in tanks, he will have a blitz from the air. He's done that uh, quite a few times, even in Syria. And so um, I just want you to understand we're far from any end to this thing. If anything, things are escalating to a much more dangerous war than it began um, uh, over a week ago. So this is the situation on the ground right now where the Russians are now controlling the, the, the largest nuclear uh, power plant in Europe. They're controlling it. If they turned it off, then a fifth of the Ukraine will have no electricity. Um, the Russians are now starving the city of Mariupol. There is no heating, there is no water, and there is no electricity, and there is shortage of food. And they do that because they want the city to fall. And once the city falls, they will divide the Ukraine. As I said, anything east of the Dnieper will be on their control. So they, they have a plan. They walk and fulfill it as, as they see fit. And I, last thing I want to say, I don't take sides here. I pray for the Ukrainian people. There is no, I'm not going to get into the politics of both sides, but I will tell you that the Russians have not even used their heavy guns yet. And this is what scares me uh, when I think about what Ukraine might go th uh, through unless there is some sort of an agreement that stops all of this. Okay, this is it. Let's start with questions, Mike. Yeah, so here are the ground rules. We're having chats on both Facebook and YouTube running right now. Uh, please ask your questions succinct to the point. Don't uh, pontificate. That makes it easy for us to select them. And we are, we are really focusing on Ukraine today. The theological questions related to Ukraine, that region. Ezekiel's prophecy, 38 and 39. Are, are, I'm going to be taking those questions. The fundamental question, gentlemen, is this. We've said this. Barry said this. Amira said this. We've said it for a long, long time. That there, uh, What is Putin's endgame? What does he want with the Ukraine? Why is he invading? Okay. Um, I, if you don't mind, Barry, I'll start. Uh, no, I'll no start we move on. Um, Putin said before he started this war, he says this, he says it even now. And, and I'm not, I'm on, I'm not on his side. I'm just telling you now what he says. Okay. Because sometimes the way I phrase things, people think, Oh, are you on his side? No, I'm not. But I'm telling you what he says. He says three things. One, Ukraine should not join NATO because that means NATO will have their you know, weapons right at my backyard. He basically says, if America didn't want any missiles in Cuba, why would we want missiles in Ukraine? That's what he says. That's number one. Number two, he says, every 
NATO member that was added since 1997, all the Eastern blockade that used to be part of the Soviet Union and now turn into members of NATO, we demand that all foreign soldiers from those territories will leave. Because what happened, these countries became uh, army bases of Germany and Canada and America. And, and he, he says, I'm not going to allow that. Number three, I want all American bases with nuclear weapon out of Europe because it's a direct threat on me. Basically, these are the three things. He, when it comes to Ukraine, uh, Ukraine is just the end game of all of this. But his requests are far beyond just the Ukraine. It's, it's about NATO and it's about America specifically. Now, when it comes to the Ukraine, he believes that the government and uh, th much of its arms, he calls them Nazis. He's using that word. And what, what, what does it mean? He means that they are nationalists. Nazi means national, nationalist. He believes that these people are discriminating Russians and they are, uh, they are very, uh, you know, anti-Russians. He also believes that they perform um, a genocide amongst the Russians that lives in Donetsk and Lugansk. But also, he also said it's a military operation that has to demilitarize Ukraine, denazified Ukraine. That's what he says. And also, Ukraine must accept Crimea as Russian and Lugansk and Luhansk and, and, and Donetsk and Lugansk. Ukraine must accept them as independent republics. These are his demands. Okay. Now, Show me one Ukrainian politician that wants to be elected by the Ukrainians that will say yes to these demands. And that's exactly what we have. And now, whether Zelensky is a patriot, whether he's a hero, whether he's a, um, a, you know, a, someone who is oppressor of the people, because you know democracy is not really the name of what Ukraine is right now, I'm not even going there. Because it doesn't matter if he's corrupt or not. It doesn't matter if Ukraine is a corrupt country or not. Russia is invading into the Ukraine, not because Ukraine is corrupt. Russia is invading into the Ukraine because NATO wants Ukraine as its base, because Ukraine is becoming a big problem for Russia when it comes to its alignment with the powers that wants to destroy Russia. That's how he sees that. For him, um, he wants to make sure that Russians live in peace and Russians leave, live in, in dignity. I'm, I'm quoting him, by the way. And therefore, if there's Russians in Crimea, I want to take care of them. If, if there's Russians in Donetsk and Luhansk, I want to take care of them. And Ukraine is part of us. So why would Ukraine turn against us? You know, he looks at the Ukrainians and he, he thinks that those Nazis that he calls them, they are very ungrateful. He, he thinks that the Soviet Union created the Ukraine. Ever since 1917, more and more territories were added to Ukraine. So how come we gave you so much land and now you turn against us and you, you, you become the place for the Americans to perpetuate or do whatever they want against us? So listen, Putin might be paranoid. He might be out of his mind, he might be sick, whatever you say, it doesn't matter because he is right now 
calling the shots, moving his soldiers, and he's already inside Ukraine. <coughs> and may I also add, what is going there is horrible. And I must say, I must uh, admit, we haven't seen the worst yet. And so this is not a fake war. It's a real war. Buildings are falling. People are dying. I have horrific videos of soldiers and mothers and children, all of them. You know, it's death that I don't wish to even my enemy. And um, I don't want to show it to anyone. But trust me, this is a real war. Over a million people are refugees now. Um, millions of children will have trauma for the rest of their lives. This is not uh, Israel and Gaza. This is Russia that is attacking. And they're using vacuum bombs. That is the closest thing to nuclear without being nuclear. They're using cluster bombs that are sowing devastation in huge radius. They're using, um, <clears throat> they're using airplanes, helicopters, tanks, artillery, MLRS that are shooting rockets like crazy. Listen, it's, it's something that the Ukrainians have not seen. And as we speak, the Ukrainians do not have any answer to this. They can have Molotov cocktails that they can throw at the tanks, but they can not stop a blitz from the air. They did shoot a few of the MiGs and a few of the helicopters, but if Putin will decide to send his armada of air force, I do not wish uh, to see that day um, and what Kiev would look like after that. So I'm just saying this is a very tough situation right now. And unless a miracle happens uh, when he decides to just turn around and leave, it can only escalate to something um even to a point of a nuclear exchange. And I, I'm telling you that because he's serious about it. He is not joking. So far, everything he said that he's going to do, he did it. And sanctions are good. You know, love is good. Stinger missiles are good, but they will not stop a plane uh, from dropping bombs and uh, a helicopter and they will not. And so... I just needed to say that this is the situation. That's what Putin wants. I'm not sure if the Ukrainians are able to give it to him. I'm not sure if NATO is able to give it to him. I'm not sure if America is able to give it to him. And this is why I fear that when he gave those demands, he knew that it's going to go far beyond this situation. And he's ready for that. So this is the situation. Go ahead. Thank you for that answer. Um, Pastor Barry, the prophetic significance of Ezekiel 38 and 39. I mean, there's tons of questions. I can't even isolate it to one person. Is Ukraine in Ezekiel 38 and 39 in any way, shape, or form? And the second part of the question is, there is a translation discrepancy in chapter 38, verse 1. It says here um, in a lot of English translations, uh, Gog of the land of Magog, and uh, a good translation would say the prince of Wosh, Meshech, and Tuval. Many translations say the chief prince of Meshech and Tuval. Pastor Barry, can you make sense out of all that for our viewers? Um, number one, does Ukraine have anything to do with Ezekiel 38 and 39? And is that passage of Ezekiel 38 verse 2 referring to a region of Russia or just Meshech and Tubal? 
Well, it's interesting, Mike, that we're seeing uh, so many elements of the prophetic uh, chronology, if you will, advancing simultaneously. And I think that tells us, you know, there uh, we do know that the, at some point in time, there's going to be an irreversible point of no return where the uh, prophecy calendar begins to advance and does not retreat. Uh, even as we've seen over the, the history of the world, there's been things that have uh, indicated there's something developing prophetically. Uh, but there is a point in time where we might say, okay, this is it. And even as uh, Zelensky said, okay, we have reached now uh, the end of the world. And uh, there is an end of the world scenario, at least as we know it, that leads up to the millennium. But I think the important thing to note, first of all, as Amir pointed out earlier, that there are portions of Ukraine that are starving and without gas and uh, electricity. And uh, that's the one way you control the masses and that is by just the general uh, needs for everyday life. And if you can control those things and you have a, a control mechanism over as much of the earth that you can influence, and uh, Russia has a great influence. It's called the breadbasket of Europe. Uh, it accounts for some 25% of the European food supply along with Ukraine. And uh, the two of them uh, would make a formidable tool uh, to control the masses to say nothing of the energy related products coming from there. So uh, in answer to your first question, you know, if you look at the fact that, uh, you know, Rush being Russia, uh, that would include uh, with uh, the inclusion of Magog, that would include the southern steppes of Russia, the stand states, as well as uh, Ukraine being a part of the former Soviet empire. Uh, then, yeah, it has uh, definite associations with the Ezekiel war scenario. But I think that the associations are more with the motivation and that that is what uh, Putin is driving at, and that's to control the world. And, you know, it, sadly, to, you know, the uh, NATO announced that they will not uh, enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine because that would mean uh, any Russian aircraft would be violating uh, basically an international ruling or at least a NATO ruling, and therefore uh, U.S. forces or NATO forces would have the right to fire on Russian aircraft. And because of Russia's influence in the economic affairs of the world, and uh, how sanctions have already uh, impacted not just their country, but other countries as well. We see, you know, gas futures are up 60%. And uh, the pump, you know, I'm seeing prices here in California, which has always been notoriously high as far as uh, pay at the pump prices uh, in, in record levels that I've never seen, uh, having been a, you know, a driver here in California for uh, almost 50 years. It's just, you know, the, these prices are unprecedented. So there is that control feature uh, regarding, you know, what's happening right now and controlling the food supply into Europe, uh, controlling the natural gas supply, the petroleum products. Uh, I think this is part of the motivation, which plays into the Ezekiel War scenario. Now, the thing you're talking about is the fact that uh, the King James gives the, uh, renders a translation where Rosh, Rosh uh, which means head or chief, uh, is rendered as such. And it makes it's the association that Gog is the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And uh, that would mean that he's the chief prince of uh, Turkey. Uh, because we do know that, you know, you've got Gomer, you've got Betogarma, you've got Meshach and Tubal, uh, who are uh, all geographic regions related to Turkey. And some say that, you know, Rosh or Rosh um, just means head. And uh, so it doesn't necessarily include Russia. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think that's interesting, and I've said this at the church, totally unrelated to this over the past few years, is that we are about to see the finalization of 
prophetic interpretation. I mean, we're going to know what's right and what's wrong here very soon. And uh, I, I think it's an interesting uh, season that we're in. But there is no question uh, that this has implications that relate to Ezekiel 38 and 39. We know that because the protesting nations of uh, Sheba and Didan uh, asked the question, what's the point of this invasion? Is mm -hmm. it uh, economic in nature if you come to take plunder and booty? Uh, so absolutely, this has the potential to lead to the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to be careful how I approach this um, next point, Amir. Did, did you, you have something you, to add? Yeah, I do. A, a couple of days ago, no, yesterday, the United Nations General Assembly received um, a a resolution in a very big, uh, of course, majority, uh, condemning the Russian invasion and uh, protesting. Now, why am I saying that? The world is protesting. But is the world assisting Ukraine militarily? No. Is the world sending troops, airplanes, tanks, ships? No. They don't assist Ukraine, but they protest the invasion. Now, mm -hmm. why am I saying that? Because you move forward to the next chapter of, of, of the story of, of, of uh, Russia, and it will eventually come to Israel. And... There we go. In chapter 38, we see that Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states, as well as Europe and maybe even America, will protest. But will they stop it? Will they assist Israel? No, they will just protest. So we see now a pattern of nobody wants to mess up with Russia. So That's they right. protest. So Apple is not selling and H&M is not selling and Google is not selling. But, you know, that's not stopping a Sukhoi 35 from dropping a you know some some sort of a vacuum bomb it's not hmm. stopping google mm -hmm. it's nice apple is nice you, you, you i might not buy a, you know iphone and and maybe i won't be able to buy a land rover but but the sukhoi 35 will still drop a bomb and my point is um you know the, pro, the this this whole pattern of protesting yet not helping is already being seen now in the ukraine That's right. And uh, it will, remember, Bible prophecy is not about conflicts between nations and themselves. It's between nations and Israel. Israel. So what we see now is the interlude. It's like the uh, appetizer uh, to what is going to happen with Israel eventually. And when it comes to Israel, the Bible says that, talks about it, describes that. And also gives us the end of the story, which is that God is going to win, not Israel. God yeah. is going to win because even Israel cannot stop the Russians. Even Israel cannot stop this invasion, yeah. cannot stop this unbelievable um, mm -hmm. coalition. Only the God of Israel. And by the way, he will do it in, an, in a, a supernatural way. In a way that you know, uh, it'll be earthquake uh, and 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 brimstone and stuff that you know it it will be amazing, you know, and no one will be able to say Israel won. The Israeli generals were great, all of that, but it's just going to be. And God says, "I will do that." That the nations will see that I am yeah. God, as usual. Whatever He does through Israel and with Israel and for Israel, it's not only that Israel will enjoy it; it's for the whole world to see. I've been trying to, to get the attention of, of the people to explain to them that 
you know, God is doing so many things in the last 70 something years with Israel, through Israel, but it's not just for Israel. It's for the nations to see that he's on the move. And yes, yes, exactly. And, and I, I, so this is why I, I do see how this war right now is reflecting what come next Hmm. with Russia and Israel. And, and it's important that people understand that uh, Russia is going to attack again. Now, I, the only one thing we don't know, none of us, we don't know if Russia is going to win against Ukraine, lose against Ukraine, but we do know that Russia will not vanish because Russia has to make its move against Israel. And that comes in the future. So whatever constellation is going to happen and whatever solution if there will be any, Russia will will make another move. Now, Pastor Barry and I talked earlier, uh, a couple of days ago, we talked about the fact that if Europe cannot get gas from Russia because they are saying no to the Russian products, will Israel now be uh, the next exporter of gas to Europe? Even And, and by the way, it's already being done now the the east med pipe is not there yet and biden didn't want us to have it but we're selling gas to egypt and egypt is floating this liquid gas to europe so it's like europe is getting it from from egypt but everyone knows who gives it to egypt who sells it so israel is is already becoming a the supplier of of gas to europe and the russians don't like it the Russians yeah. also, they, they also don't like the fact that uh, Israel is condemning them in the UN. And the Russians don't like the fact that the Israelis are assisting the Ukrainians with the humanitarian aid. But uh, it is what it is right now. Um, and um, I believe <clears throat> that there is an interesting connection between this war and what's going to come next by ways of uh, similarities uh, in, in, in how the world will react and how um, eventually God is going to say the final word. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Mike, can I, can I throw something yeah, else in please, there? Pastor Barry. <clears throat> I think it's uh, uh, what, what Amir said is so important uh, to recognize the mentality is already in place. So this uh, protest but do nothing uh, type of uh, – engagement is already uh, on the table. That's what NATO's uh, basically uh, refusal to recognize the no-fly zone was, is that, uh, you know what, Russia, we're going to condemn you publicly, but uh, wink, wink, uh, we're not going to engage militarily at all. And looking at what's happening here in the United States, you know, we've got a president that keeps, um, you know, uh, promoting the fact that the sanctions are getting worse and worse and heavier and heavier, but at the same time, we're buying 670,000 barrels a day of Russian crude oil. So, you know, not we're not only, the hypocrisy and double standards yeah. and all these things that uh, Barry, not only that, happen. not only that you buy oil from them, but <laughs> all the sanctions jacked up the price of oil, so you pay more for the oil you buy from them. You're That's actually right. making the Russians richer even by keeping buying the same amount of barrels because the price went up to $120 almost today uh, of Brent uh, uh, oil. And 
you need to understand when the Russians signed a deal with you about selling you the oil, it was about 70 or $60 a barrel. They mm-hmm. are making twice almost the money um, on the same uh, oil that they're selling you. So your sanctions make them richer as long as you still buy from them. That's right. And, and, and even Germany, Germany may not facilitate Nord Stream 2, but they did not stop Nord Stream 1. It's still having gas flowing. And when they talked about the weapon of the, 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 of, of the end time, which is the SWIFT, um, disconnecting Russia from the SWIFT system. Right. SWIFT is, is trans, uh, transferring money between uh, banks and between countries. The only banks in Russia that will be affected are the banks that were sanctioned, which means any bank in Russia that was not sanctioned can still enjoy the SWIFT. And so guess what? Russia will do all its businesses through the banks that were not sanctioned. So there's a lot of loopholes. And I think those loopholes were left there on purpose. So Germany will continue getting gas and Europe, uh, Europe and the rest of the world will continue doing business and that Russia is not <coughs> is not going to affect the world economy as severely as it can. Yeah, there's hey. another country that doesn't want a Israeli gas product to reach Europe, and they're named in the Ezekiel War scenario, and they've mm-hmm. had some pretty aggressive action there out in the Mediterranean, and that is Turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the last thing they want to see is an Israeli product uh, tapping that European market as well. And uh, so here you've got two of the major players uh, you know, who have a vested interest uh, in what's happening right now and Israel reaching that that market with gas products. And of course, we know the Iranians, they don't need an excuse. Uh, they don't need energy related products to be their motivation. They just hate Israel and want to see its destruction. Yes. So and the Iranians um, are getting a license to get a bomb from America within the next couple of days. Yep. The deal is going to be signed and the deal will give them immunity and uh, a license to to continue without having sanctions any anymore in, in, in place. In fact, I can't believe I am saying that, but the U.S. State Department wants to delist, to take away from the list of terror organizations, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. You know what I'm, you understand what I'm just saying? The number one terror organization that's destabilized the Middle East, which America killed one of its senior commanders just a couple of years ago is now going to be taken off from the list. Why? So you can do business with them. And, and so indirectly, America is building a terror monster while it's seeking for peace and stability. It, it's like, uh, it, it's like uh, I'm not sure who is running the show over there, but he needs to see uh, some some serious uh, treatments uh, in the ways he understands the Middle East, because everyone, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's the Gulf states, everyone tells the Americans, of course, Israel, that this is going to be a bad idea to to get back to the table. The Iranians already reached enough uranium to have a bomb. What you're actually doing now is you're giving them, giving them money to complete the job. You're 
you, you know, you give them all the billions that they don't have right now to feed the monster of terror organizations in Yemen, yeah. in Lebanon, in Syria, and in Iraq. It's terrible. Go ahead, right. So, so let me address the elephant in the room, gentlemen, because <laughs> this is this is also a huge theme. Zelensky <clears throat> and this whole thing of people accusing him of being a globalist and having ties to globalist uh, leaders and philosophies. And I just want to say this as an observation before I let you guys take off with this question. I'm coming to you from a pastoral heart. Uh, the premise is, is that um, the Ukraine is getting what they deserve. Zelensky is um, being judged and mm. this is all prophetic and we, we don't rejoice in killing. We don't rejoice in invasions. We don't rejoice also with uh, the identity crisis going on with the young people in Russia right now due to their sheer frustration. We are looking at the humanitarian, the prophetic, the factual, the historical. We're weighing all of this out. There's a lot of people, Amir and Pastor Barry, that believe Zelensky um, is getting what he deserved because I'm, he's a globalist. I'm, 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 I'm ashamed of these people. Oh. They need, I'm ashamed of these people. These people don't know the facts. A, they, they just watch YouTube conspiracy stuff. Okay. And these people don't understand even a single thing from what Putin really wants. Putin is not there to clean Ukraine from globalists. No. Putin is there because he wants America out of Europe. He wants NATO to shrink into almost nothing. And he, he wants uh, Ukraine to acknowledge Crimea and Lug Donetsk and Lugansk mm -hmm. as territory. Mm -hmm. He could care less if Zelensky is a globalist or not. Right. He, for him, Zelensky is a Nazi, not a globalist. He's a nationalist. He is not a globalist. Putin did not even call Zelensky once a globalist. He calls him Nazi. He's a nationalist. Now, there's a lot of, excuse me, garbage out there that people send me. Garbage. They should be ashamed of themselves that they look at a war like this when a million people are already refugees, when millions of kids are traumatized, when, when there's horrific scenes and they kind of almost justify it because, oh, he's a globalist. Are you out of your mind? Wow. America wow. is one, listen to me, Mike, America, its president right now is a globalist. Is that, is that why I need to support now Russia nuking America? Because America's president is a globalist, so let's destroy America? Where... Where are we as Christians looking at suffering like that and justifying it because some QAnon type conspiracy garbage is filling your minds? Look at what is going on there. This is crazy. Every politician is corrupt. There's a very- Everyone, yeah. I mean, this isn't unique to Ukraine, all Russia, all United States. Over, all over Europe, one mm. after the other. They are corrupt, they are globalist. None of them is great. Yes, I agree. America had a great president between 2016 and 2020. He was not a globalist. He fought the, you know, to, dr to drain the swamp. I was for him. I was fighting for him. I was praying for him. But he's not there anymore. And the notion 
that now Zelensky is a globalist, so let's destroy Ukraine, or they deserve it. It's non-Christian to say that, A. And B, it's based on baloney that is, is given to them in all of these conspiracy sites. Because this is not what Putin really... Putin is not there to clean Ukraine from, from <laughs> bio labs. I'm laughing at these things because this is the last thing in his mind. He's not there to clean Ukraine from these things. These are these same people that are feeding this garbage were the same people that promised the whole world that Trump will remain a president and will invoke martial law. I remember those days. Yeah. Now, they have short memory, but I remember it's the same people who said, that there is not going to be a change of government in America. He's going to take over, he's going to stay, martial law, blah, blah, blah. There are tunnels uh, underneath DC that, you know, right now we're rounding all the Democrat, uh, you know, members of Congress and we're, they're all going to trial. Stop listening to these people. Stop listening to these people. And I'm saying that as a pro 45th and as a pro-lifer and as, a, as an anti-globalist, but this is garbage about what they're saying about this war. It is, I'm, I'm so ashamed that Christians are looking at what's going on there. And instead of having a heart for the lost and for the children and for the refugees and for, they actually justify all of this. Now, I, as I said, as I said, if, if corrupt globalist leader is a justification to invade into a country and and sow destruction of it, then America should be nuked right now. Yeah, yeah we have to be consistent. Because mm -hmm. I'm saying, Christians, let's, let's not forget. We are here to pray and support those who need. And by the way, may I say, Mike, this is the best time to preach the gospel to the Ukrainians. They need it peace. They need hope. And there's no peace with NATO. There's no peace with America. There's no peace with Germany. There's no peace with any military. There's only peace with the Prince of Peace. That's it. And he's the only one who can give them peace and security and hope and love. And, and that's what we need to say. Instead of being on YouTube conspiracy sites, Start looking for a way to preach the gospel and bring the gospel and the good news with food, with uh, aid, uh, you know, humanitarian aid to those who are, who are in need right now. I'm sorry I'm a little emotional here, but I am fed yeah, up. Well, I, I call that righteous anger because <clears throat> the absurdity of the claim that yes. every Ukraine's getting what it deserves and, pro, and it's exciting because prophecy is being fulfilled is insensitive to the facts and souls living in Ukraine. And I hope and trust that the whole <clears throat> Israel community is more mature than that. I hope so. Pastor Barry um, we have a relationship with Ukrainian pastors and many people in Ukraine. There have been all kinds of relief going there. There have been right. even one woman uh, went there into Poland and a child was born just two days ago of refugees. And they have, hmm. they have enough supplies for them. You're a pastor. You pastor people. What do you say about this whole conspiracy theory? And for our viewers watching right now, guide them in a healthy biblical mindset. Uh, augment what Amir said and bring us back to zero. Can you please? Yeah, Mike, I think uh, another interesting thing to point out is that the, uh, the gentleman that owns the very platform 
we're streaming on right now is Ukrainian. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, very point. interesting. Uh, the uh, the reach and and what a small world we have through uh, social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and Mike, I think the first thing for us to point out is that there are no uh, circumstances that cause us to deviate from the Great Commission. No matter what's going on in the world, our responsibility is to preach Christ and Him crucified. Go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Paul said to Timothy, you know, there's going to be seasons where it's unwelcome, but you preach the word anyway. There's going to be seasons where uh, it's unpopular, but you preach the word anyway. And that is the whole and why I think Jesus made the Great Commission so simple. And that is just to go to the world and tell them about the love of God. And of course, we need to. uh, I love what uh, Ray Comfort has often said. uh, The bad news makes the good news better. And of course, we need people to know yeah. that they uh, not only that there is a savior, but that they need a savior. And all the things going on right now just shows the evil heart of man. And uh, we need to stay the course in the midst of all this and not get sucked into the vortex of, uh, you know, particular interpretations. And, and always remember that the surest form of biblical interpretation is fulfillment or prophetic interpretation is fulfillment. And there's things that uh, we're speculating with some wisdom and and uh, uh, the scriptural guidance, but there's a lot of things that we don't know uh, specifically, uh, but you know, are, are taking a stab at it uh, based on uh, what the Bible teaches us. So we shouldn't get all up in arms against one another and become a divided and fragmented body. Uh, but we we have to remember that there is one Lord. And there's one baptism and one Savior, as Paul said uh, in Ephesians. And we are part of that one community that has now been made of both Jew and Gentile. Uh, and the middle wall of separation has been brought down. And uh, we need to remember our our uh, commission as Christians. And let me just say one thing uh, of interest regarding Zelensky. And I'm not trying to imply anything by this, even though some have. But it makes the point, his rise to prominence in a relatively short period of time from obscurity uh, tells us that the world is ready to follow somebody. And, uh, you know, he's touted as a hero and, uh, you know, almost a a messiah type figure and all these kind of things. And, you know, from 2015 to 2019, uh, he was on a sitcom in Ukraine uh, playing the president of Ukraine. And so it just tells us. And again, I'm not implying anything by this. I'm just saying that the world is ready uh, to follow somebody who mm. comes up out of nowhere yeah. and uh, all of a sudden the world is enamored with him. And this, I think, is is kind of a, a side door issue regarding what we're watching right now. And as soon as somebody comes along who says all the right things, does all the right things, settles the Middle East crisis and uh, all these other things, man, the world is primed mm. and ready yeah. uh, to follow after a man like that and even fall down and worship him. Mm-hmm. And Mike, this is exactly why we just came out with revealing revelation, because a lot of people, they don't know the book of revelation. And so what they do, every little thing that happens in the world, whether it's big or small, but every incident immediately, immediately they go out to connect it to the book of revelation as if we're in the middle of the tribulation it just began and all of these things and mike i'm sorry to say there's some good news and bad news the good news okay there's good bad and ugly news the good news is that 
Jesus died for us and resurrected. And, you know, there is way to have peace with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's through faith in him. And, and that's it. The bad news is what you see now. It's nothing compares to what the world is going to go through. That's see, right. it, COVID, it's a joke. First of all, it's almost over. And the world will have a million times more uh, things that will kill billions, not millions. And, 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 and natural disasters and all of them wars and all of these. Yeah. A joke so, in comparison to that. I mean, certainly a, yes. compared to that. <laughs> but because they don't know, that, because they don't read the book of Revelation and don't understand the sheer magnitude, uh -huh. then they jump into, okay, this is it, this is it, this is why. This is a journey through the book of Revelation. That's why I urge people to go and get it um, on Amazon right now, because I'm telling you, this for me, for me, it's it's like it was an important thing to to write. I wish it was out already, but we still have sixty days until it will be out. But people pre-order it now because uh, you know, right now, and unfortunately, unless you you know, unless you buy it on, on a pre-order, the rest of the bookstores will not look at it as a desired book. I'm talking about secular uh, secular things. So what happened is. When you pre-order it and all the vendors and the bookstores around see that there's that many people that already want it, they will order it to every bookstore around the world. And that's why we urge people to do that. That's all. But I, I'm saying the sheer ignorance of Bible prophecy is what leads to believing in conspiracies, is what leads to confusion. And that confusion, Mike, believes to fear and anxiety. You see? Who wants Absolutely. you to be you who wants you to be afraid? Satan. You know, mm. the Bible says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but what? Of power and love and self. Exactly. This is not for us. You know, God has a plan for us. He has a plan for the world, and it's not the same plan. And if you imply that we are going through the same thing that he has to, to judge the world, you got it all wrong. And this is important that people get to understand the the word of God in order to not get anxiety, anxiety and fear and terror, which are the objectives of the of, of Satan for us. You know, we we this is not for us, you know, and this peace that we have, we need to give it to others. Now, this uh, peace that surpasses all understanding can be the portion of the life of the Ukrainians, uh, the portion of the life of the Russians, which, by the way, they don't agree with Putin, the Russians. To hate Russians now is not a solution. They, uh -huh. they're, not, they're not in the yeah. same thing. It's A lot of people started hating Russians right now because of what's going on. No, the Russians are not behind their president right now. It's the politicians that are behind him because they're afraid of him. But the, And the military, they're all getting money from him. The military has to. But you must understand that the Russian people are not exactly happy about what they see right now. And now, by the way, they right. feel it also in their own pockets. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I'm saying exactly. let's give them the gospel. Let's give them the hope of salvation and not any other hope. NATO will not help Ukraine. NATO and America, this is not going to, it's a plaster, Mike. They won't give them the peace. They won't give them the hope that Jesus can. And this is why we need to remember, stop conspiracy mindset and just love them up, 
help them, and with that, give them the gospel. So to avoid conspiracies, um, what we're saying, folks, is, is that you have to be very grounded in the word of God with a good interpretation. Well, how do you get that? Well, you go after the original languages, you consult other people groups and look at church history and you you rely on the Holy Spirit. You, you cannot just sit in a cave and just open it up with one single translation and expect the heavens to be yes. open. It's a yeah. team effort. It's the body yeah. of Christ. And I also from, from time period to time period. And I want and to so, encourage everyone to follow us on Telegram with news because people are fed with the wrong news, fake news, basically. Mm. And te our Telegram, uh, we're reaching quarter million subscribers probably by the end of tomorrow. Our Telegram is valued not only by Christians around the world. Mike, Israeli, Israeli government new, officials, Israeli military government is watching new. that as well. And we get affirmations with that. Look, we have a lot of contacts, people, a lot of connections made through the hard work of ministry in many countries around the world. And we're very well grounded in, in Ukraine with pastors and believers. They would not lie to us. These are not people that would lie to us. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is true, Amir. We have to rely on factual, factual uh, news. Otherwise, yes. you end up in these conspiracy theories. It confuses people. The devil's not far mm. from that when there's deception. Even That's a deception that has a, quote, righteous cause in the minds of people mm. or a prophetic cause. And I use these with air quotes. Um, I know that we are. Last uh, question. Last question for yeah. Barry. The last question for Barry. <clears throat> You know, folks, you have so many questions. Um, the role of Turkey and Iran behind the scenes while the governments of the world are watching Ukraine and Russia, what does Iran and Turkey <clears throat> want prophetically, Pastor Barry, in this situation? What do well, they Turkey, want? Turkey, interestingly, has been uh, keeping relations open with Ukraine and Russia. And uh, at the mm -hmm. same time, they're making uh, overtures towards uh, resolving some of the conflicts that they've had with Israel and uh, reestablishing uh, a working relationship. And this all is a ruse. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the uh, Erdogan, uh, who wants to bring about, you know, the uh, revived uh, empire, Ottoman Empire, of which he is the sultan. And then here you've got Putin as well, oh. uh, who has oh. basically the same aspirations uh, only under a different banner. And you've got the Iranians who want to bring about, you know, a uh, caliphate and uh, see the rise of the 12th Imam or the Mahdi uh, come back and resolve the world's problems. So you have this common element between them all, even though there's distinct features among them. But, you know, I think with what's happening with the negotiations uh, over the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action and all the things we're seeing, you know, the, is uh, kind of flying under the radar right now. And uh, sadly, uh, this, you know, the, this distraction that is happening right now, as catastrophic as it is, is being taken advantage of uh, by these nations that want to advance their own causes. Uh, you know, like I said, Turkey is uh, just kind of glad handing everybody. Uh, can't we just all get along? And they're condemning Russia, but continuing in a business relationship with Russia. You know, they're uh, working with the U Ukrainians and, again, making uh, efforts to establish relations with Israel. Everybody that is in the Ezekiel War scenario uh, who is going to play a leadership or, or a prominent role in that is currently active. 
uh, on the world scene right now. And this is all going to funnel down and uh, go through the bottleneck of the nation of Israel. And it is going to lead to, it at some point in time, uh, that invasion and cooperation of these nations together. But, you know, we've been told all these things in advance. And I think it's important for Christians to remember that prophecy has been described as history in advance. It is God sitting on his throne above and outside of time and seeing the end from the beginning and informing us of what world players are going to be doing in the Mm -hmm. last days. And we're watching it happen right now. And uh, there's nothing in the Ezekiel scenario that indicates there's a pause and that once this begins, it's going to come to its completion. And uh, that really puts us in close proximity, I believe, uh, to the tribulation period, which thankfully uh, is preceded by the rapture of the church. So, Amen. yeah, th- these uh, these names and players, uh, they're all on the world stage right now. And interestingly, the ones that you just mentioned in your question, Mike, are already militarily poised on the northern border of Israel uh, in cooperation together under the guise of the Syrian civil war. So it's just amazing to see all the stuff going on uh, as it relates to Bible prophecy and how close we are. <clears throat> and uh, let me uh, let me throw something else out there since uh, we're talking about uh, Bible prophecy and how we can work our way through it. Um, this is kind of an announcement thing. And uh, as of March 1st, uh, a book that Amir and I did together, uh, 70 answers to Bible prophecy questions, uh, the most commonly asked ones, a lot of them taken from uh, the Q&A sessions that we have, went into uh, its final stage of editing. So not sure when the release date is going to uh, be done, but it, the format is just like we are doing right now. Uh, there are There's a question asked and then uh, there are each of our uh, answers to it from our own perspectives as an Israeli and an American, but both being Christians reading the same book. And uh, it's called Bible Prophecy, yeah. The Essentials. So I'll uh, be praying for that. And I'm sure we'll have more information when that's going to come out soon. Yeah. Just yeah. a final Thank thought, Amir, before we close. No, I um, think perfect answer to your question about Iran and Turkey. There's nothing for me to add. Anyway, we're out of time. And uh, I want to thank you, Pastor Barry, for being here with us again. Thank you. Always uh, a pleasure. Thank you, Mike, for moderating this Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank everybody. And I want to remind you, I want to remind you to stay focused on the Great Commission, to pray and help as much as you can in this situation. And remember, there is no one out there, no government, no parliament, no military that can give any one of us that peace that is surpassing all understanding, that hope that is as hope, the hope of our salvation, and that joy that is uh, what we need to live with. It's only Jesus. And I, I, I hope you understand that by submitting to him as your Lord and Savior, by accepting the fact that he died on the cross for us and he was uh, resurrected on the third day, defeating that death, sitting at the right hand of the Father and interceding for all of us, this is our only hope. And uh, we are not like those without hope, as Paul mm-hmm. wrote the Thessalonians. We do have hope. And the hope of our being raptured out of here is, is stronger than ever in light of all of these events. So I want to encourage all of you, read your Bible, study the scriptures, get some extra supplements to your diet uh, of uh, biblical things, such as books like uh, Revealing Revelation and others. Uh, And please, please, please stay away 
from toxic conspiracy videos because they will not lead you anywhere. They will give you fear, anxiety, and also confusion. Mm. Thank you guys um, to show you how you can join our Telegram channel. You can simply see that. But before we do that, let me show you how you can follow Pastor Barry um, and his uh, social media. So that's Pastor Barry's social media on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Telegram. He also has a Telegram channel, as you can see. And, of course, we'll show you now a video of how you can join our uh, my uh, Telegram channel. Thank you. God bless you. And shalom from Galilee from North, Southern California, and from the chosen frozen in Minnesota. <laughs> God bless you, and shalom. Bye-bye. Shalom. Join the Amir Sarfari and Behold Israel channel on Telegram. Here you will receive daily updates and audio messages from Amir. You can also take part in our community and reply with comments. Getting started is easy. Simply download Telegram from the App Store, then visit the Behold Israel Telegram channel in your browser. From there, click Preview Channel, then click Join. That's it. See you on Telegram.